0: The following program is intended for mature audiences.
1: How about now? I like that. I can do that. That's cool. Am I too loud? A little bit. Well, I'm, uh, I'm right on top of the microphone. Well, that's how you're supposed to be. You suck. All right. God, I love this song. What is he's going to make us stop using it
2: No, he's not. Oh yeah no, he's not Oh, oh yeah He's not going to know until about our little podcast him? until and then we'll then we'll pay him.:
1: Does everybody feel good about their uh, their their headphone?: Just my not. headphones yes. Yeah,
2: I'm good yeah, yeah, They're yeah, comfy.
1: Yeah, Can yeah. you hear yeah. me? Oh hell
2: nope. yeah. We can't hear Lacey again.:
1: Well, we're not going to hear Lacey for a little bit.
2: Okay. uh-huh. Did we turn it off, John? No.
1: No. We're no. You're, well, you're, we're going. You're working. You're on the clock. Did you punch in? I punched in. Yeah, I'll punch you in. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the ovary. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> A straight shot.
0: <laughs> oh, right ow. Right to the baby maker.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right Welcome, here. ladies and gentlemen, to the Ain't Saints radio podcast. I love him.
2: I know it. He sounds so professional. <laughs> Why <What> do you <laughs>
3: prove it?
1: Oh. oh how sure. do you want me to
3: love prove me,
2: it? Me, you love me long time. down
1: on your knees, bitch. Love me long time. <laughs> you're gonna start right off the bat. This is well, dirty.
3: You, you guys kept uh, egging me on all this time. That's oh, right. Nobody egged you?
2: Oh, you were egging. No, you're not. You were egging like nobody. not. Beard. You did.
1: Bullshit. I, I, this is weird. Why? Because you're way over
3: there. I
2: know. I know, I like it. Hi, Lisa. In, in the I studio see...
3: today, we have a special guest. Oh, but Before we get to that, so let's special. go to our host and co-host, yes. Gerald yeah. and
1: Lisa yeah. we But you were special. doing such a good job. Why, why do you even need me?
2: You I I, we have asked ourselves that question. <laughs> out loud? <laughs>
1: <Who did you? laughs>
2: Several times out loud we're, when you left nice, the room.
3: We're nice people. That's why we let you stay. That's right.
1: <sighs> My head is hot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Too bad the rest of you isn't. <laughs> oh. That was me. All right.
1: No, I, 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 at least I see where we're going today.
2: The gauntlet has been thrown. Oh, hell. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Gerald's been a little bit too big for his britches. thing. I have...
1: When? Today or in life? In Since, life.
2: In life. Yeah, maybe. Since we got back from our trek out into the Netherlands. Uh, well, we had
1: to. I know we did. Uh, we- I had to go pick up a special little present.
2: I know. Uh-huh. For... For baby girl. Yeah,
1: for a baby girl, yeah. Who's sitting over
2: there on her phone not even yeah. listening to us. Yeah. No, I'm just,
1: never <laughs> <know>. <laughs> now she's gotta sign a waiver.
2: That's okay. We didn't say what her name was, so they'll never know. We didn't. No, we didn't. so we're we're clear. We're we they
3: just think she's an infant.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that little giggle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that infant came from. Baby girl. Uh, I know that she's not having babies.
2: She came in with Kermit. I'm not having babies.
1: <laughs> You're not having babies.
2: I'm
3: I am not think that's highly babies. unlikely. Unless <laughs> suddenly, suddenly biology changed. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Wouldn't you like to be there when John delivers? If
3: he turns a little I less don't want day.
1: To be
2: Gay guys can have
1: babies. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Yeah. But they got to do things that they ain't accustomed to doing.
2: No. They can, you know, they just put it in a jar and then they give it to somebody else to fertilize I think they're used to doing oh, that. God, no. That's well, not in the wrong. jar. <laughs> That's no fun.
1: You, you got to do direct deposit. <laughs> oh,
2: hell yeah. I never heard, about, heard it that oh, way. Oh, yeah. But I like that. I'm going to use that. Aren't you hot? Take your oh. shirt off.
1: Take your shirt we off. We all knew that was coming. Take it off.
2: It's getting hot in here. So,
3: in.
1: so take off will in a minute. Can I take off my shirt? No. No, whatever you bring to the studio, you keep on because you don't have a filter. You just <laughs> you just keep running with it.
3: You He'll say end up like in it's a it. bad thing. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> have we been introduced? Did you... Uh, yeah, Gerald, yeah, Lisa, yeah, Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. all
3: know me, John, the announcer, the crazy, stuck up, pompous asshole. <laughs> you are slightly.
2: Our crazy. engineer little... slash pompous asshole.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself, too. That, nobody likes okay, you. Okay, the first fuck yourself.
1: Did uh, you hear that? Nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. But I'm the talent. Well, nobody likes any of us. Nobody, that's the whole point. Nobody ever likes the talent. Don't True. you know that?
2: True. Uh, which reminds me, when I come here yes. next week for this podcast, yes. I want your parking spot.
1: Now that's badass. That is some
2: <laughs>
3: gangster shit. You said it like it was a request. Though. No, so so no. you can't say it like that. You got to say it more. It wasn't confident. a request. Fine. You know I was what? trying to be nice I, to him. I, I, I'm taking your spot. Though, don't be nice to him. Otherwise, I'd like it your, sounds like I'd a like your request.
1: truck moved. I, I think success is going to your head.
3: What success? <laughs>
1: That's a good point. Because we haven't
3: made a dime yet. And, and then we. we Actually, spent... we've made a lot of negative money. Have
1: we? Well, you know, servers cost money. All right. Yeah, And we, we, ha- we went out and we splurged and bought a, a new uh, microphone and headphones.
2: Yeah. Cable. Stand.
1: And cable and stand. Yeah. A whole mm-hmm. bunch
3: of equipment for this uh, podcast. I'm
2: hot. Oh, my God. You're hot? Yes.
1: Because That's because you're be dying. Debate. Well, part of it's nervousness. You're energy. nervous. Yeah, I am nervous. I'm nervous because today we have a special guest in our studio. Yes. Our very first guest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. hello. Hello, uh, hello. Oh, jeez. Haha, uh-huh. I got it to it first. <laughs> it's a, a lovely young lady named Lacey who I met uh, at a previous job. And we have a couple of. Friends mutual friends, and so we were able to stay in contact mm-hmm. Lacey um she's she's tall
3: very <laughs> she tall. Is tall
1: beautiful, mm-hmm. very soft spoken that I know of uh friends of mine have told me that i don't know the whole story, but you know that's for me to find out right
0: right exploring
1: mhm, <laughs> Gerald likes exploring. I don't even like the toe you
3: used. <laughs>
2: he's a he's a big friend of Dora. <laughs>
1: you think you're funny. I, I know I'm so. funny. You keep telling shit like that and you won't get that parking spot. Anyway, uh, Lacey, um, she asked if she could possibly be a part of this growing whatever this thing is mm-hmm. that centers on addiction so, she uh, sent me a small text saying that she would love to tell her story. And I, I was doing cartwheels inside. Yeah. Because I'm like, wow, we could use a guest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's two things we need. We need a guest. And a topic. We have topics. We need a guest. We could use a, a commercial.
2: All right. Look Why don't you work at me, on look that,
1: at Lisa? That's Lisa's. That
3: job. is Lisa's job.
2: Commercials? Oh, you're right. Okay, next week.
3: Anyway, paid so. commercials.
0: Oh God. Well.
2: well are we going to let Lacey speak?
1: Eventually, Lacy. I'm
0: just. I'm loving this intro this, right now. I'm is, just is, eating it up inside. Oh, this
1: is crap. <laughs> I I had such high standards. Didn't live up to none of them. Oh, it's all right. You should it's be right. used to that by now. What? Not living up to your standards. Lower, lowering my standards? Yeah. All right. That's enough out of you. Cut his mic off. Oh, that's right. He has the mics. Lisa. What? Is it because of the extra women? I
2: think so. Because I'm hot. <laughs> that, that's a matter of some debate. Plus,
1: you're nervous. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't even mean hot as in sexy. And you know I love being sexy. Ah.
2: <sighs> I'm sexy and I know it. All right, that's enough out of you. That's enough out of you clowns. Doesn't echo. I'm sexy and I know it, clap your hands? <laughs> um,
3: I, I don't think so. Oh, All right. All right.
1: Can we get to our guest?
2: Yes, we can. We're waiting he just for Quit lollygagging. Who,
3: who is now a member of his family, He You just kind of got to jump in there. We
1: yeah, certainly yeah.
3: will. Yeah. Yeah. Force Find the lane. The
2: mic. Would you knock it off? Okay.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. Find a lane,
2: take your shirt off
1: my who am I oh. I don't know if I'm ready for that
2: <laughs> <laughs> John I, is.
1: I, I feel a little I feel a little portly today,
2: but you look
0: lovely.
1: All right, everybody's like, you know this is bullshit. You have a guest? She said one word
0: Well, that's okay. um, I can jump in at any time, which now I guess will be my little platform. But yeah, I, um, I come from a family that um, was affected by alcoholism, so I had, growing up, I had a lot to kind of work with, um, as far as that goes, and I can say now, like, it's been a really hard road, kind of dealing with a lot of this stuff, going through interventions, going through, um, you know, uh, my father lost the liver and kidney because of it, and um, we all kind of as a family grew together and I don't know, just got
1: the intervention part.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who had the intervention?
0: I set up the intervention with my therapist. You did. I did. Yes. How old were you? Uh, 25, I think 25, can or I ask how old are you now? I'm 29, 29. Yeah. Hey, so, when hey, did
2: hey, you, hey, hey. when did you, were you cognizant of the fact that your father had a,
0: we grew drinking up, problem? we grew up, um, with it in our family, um, from since I was young, we were flushing vodka down the toilets and stuff like that when I was probably three feet tall. Oh, I'm
1: um, glad you didn't tell my sons how to do that. <laughs>
0: <sighs> um, yeah, my, it led to my parents' divorce. And, um, you know, there was other things that, you know, go on with family stuff, but that, that was the main reason. And when I was 17, I, um, I really fought it, like really fought hard to, to get him some treatment and everything like that. And I had issues of my own. Um, you know, we had, I was grieving the loss of, you know, a cousin and stuff like that. So I was kind of going through my own thing, but I really saw the disruption and um, the destructive patterns kind of at my doorstep. And I really wanted to change and I really was an advocate for change and recovery, Um, for my own life and with that I felt like there was an environmental piece that really needed to be constructed in a healthier way so um, when I was 17 I um, started seeing someone and um, a therapist yeah I started seeing a therapist and a psychiatrist and you know got myself like on a really great road um, to better my life and to see a healthier perspective than the one that my um, my father was going down he really didn't see himself he um
1: we never kind of do
0: yeah and you know i know i know it was hard but like he was my best friend like growing up um he was my basketball coach um i played for a lot of years i was really good (laughs) i've heard so um but he he taught me so much and he dedicated a lot of his life um to helping me play and helping me, um, you know, go to camps and driving me places all around the suburbs and stuff. Um, really got a huge, um, a huge relationship out of that. And when my father and mother divorced, you know, he kind of, he went on the back burner and, um, I wasn't playing basketball anymore and he was just drinking a lot and I saw him every night or a, a good portion of the, nights out of the week um passed out on the couch and um you know slurring his words and like you know just hitting rock bottom and like as a daughter like I didn't want to see my best friend go through that and it was um you know it it was very painful to go through um but I always knew that he could see the light at the end of the tunnel that he didn't need to go through that and I kind of wanted to be that beacon of hope like you know, change for the family, change for the betterment of, you know, what we're kind of going through um, with the business, running a business and, you know, getting food on the table and, you know, having a healthy relationships with everybody. And um, it didn't work. I mean, just that notion, that change for the family, that didn't work, that didn't get through his head. He um, was in a relationship with another alcoholic and um, they kind of were each other's you know, they were each other's drinking buddies. Yeah,
1: I've seen that happen. Yeah,
0: before. and it was, um, you know, once you got somebody on their, like, once he got somebody on his side, it was very hard. It was a lot harder to try to, you know, bring them to, like, you know, uh, sobriety. Some clarity and sobriety, yeah. right? You know, and... um for probably five or six years after that like it was butting heads and you know uh, manipulation where um you know he pinned you know my brother into you know staying to work for him and you know trying to hide his drinking or you know stuff like that and just whole a whole sort like anything you could write down we kind of lived through it and um you know there's a lot of fights and a lot of just destructive patterns that didn't do anybody really any good until, you know, we decided as a family that we needed to do the intervention.
1: Yeah, the intervention part is intriguing mm-hmm. because I don't believe any of us have had a one-on-one intervention issue.
3: Not a real intervention, not like you're talking about. No, I have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My intervention was the cops. My intervention
1: was the cops, Police, of course, did not have an intervention mm-hmm. so i find that very intriguing yeah um,
2: so can, can i ask uh, one question you said your father was driving you to practices and to your all your basketball and stuff like that at that time was he drinking he was has he always been an alcoholic Yes. was there something that okay so did he
0: drive you around drunk um there would be occasions when he would drive a whole bunch of us around when he was drinking still So then if he watched your
2: basketball, did he ever embarrass you? Oh, yes. Yes, All the time. By all the time. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, Not like he would go in, like, not that he would be wasted and um, be, like, an absurd drunk and, you know, being, like, all riled up or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But there was, like, an egotistical thing where he felt like he was on top of the world and he was Captain Ken and, you know, like, all this stuff. That was kind of one of those, like, embarrassing moments, that like I really you know I looked at it like I just wanted not I just wanted to be smaller I just wanted to kind of walk tall with a a big stick rather than you know look at me look at me and that's kind of how I live my life you know I'm kind of uh, a little bit more subtle and um, I let my work speak for itself versus me trying to um be outspoken about it and I think you know when you said that I'm very soft-spoken it is very true I'm you know very put together and 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 quiet until you get to know me but when you know you start peeling off the layers um I'm a very deep person and I'm a very deep thinker and um I'm very analytical when it comes to a lot of this kind of stuff especially when I'm talking about recovery and how strong you know one has to be to actually see you know um how to live in a healthier way.
1: Now, how do you go about starting an intervention?
0: Well, what happened was we had, um, my dad had gotten a DUI and, um, my brother was threatening to leave the business if he didn't get into recovery. Mm-hmm. And, what kind um, of business? They Just... do auto, um, detailing. Okay. Um, they're like in a mobile body shop. So they okay. went around to different, um, dealerships and did a bunch of the body work.
1: I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, um, so it was and my brother pretty much was my brother and a couple of the other people were pretty much the ones that were doing the labor and my dad would kind of just, you know, pick up checks and, and just be the manager, um, the face of, yeah, just kind of like the more of the salesman, but he really didn't make any money. And that's what kind of pissed my brother off a lot was because like he felt he was bringing home the bacon, yet my dad was still splurging on booze and stuff. So it was like really, it was very, um, a lot of, a lot of conflict between their relationship. How old was your brother at this time? He's eight years older than me. So he was, you know, he worked from my dad for about 15 years. Um, and at the time I think my brother was about 34. Did he have a family? Um, he was just starting out with his family. Okay. Um. So the intervention was about um two months before my first nephew was born. And okay. That was a that was a big reason was we knew that the the um I, we were having I was having two nephews actually born that year. So it was one of those things that we wanted to nip it in the butt. We didn't want to have um the we didn't want to have the alcoholism control our lives anymore and i think that was the big thing is why we went into the intervention and how we started that was after the dui we were like this is our opportunity we have to nip it in the butt when we can because like we have the leverage we need to get him to get some help and yeah it's hard to deny that yeah and um so when we did that um we kind of staged it like it was more for me and my recovery, um, to get him to go to, um, the place where we held it, which was at my, my counselor's office. Okay. And, um, when we did, we all kind of got together in a room and my, uh, my therapist, um, was facilitating it and her and I worked hand in hand for the, for a few weeks before we did this. And we went over, you know, pretty much, um, how it made us feel and we all like wrote individual letters
1: did it work pretty much like the uh, A&E show
0: um yeah uh, very very similar I mean the the thing was that um my dad was in complete denial about it still of course and he um he did it just because um he did get into treatment but he he always kept that denial face that he wasn't that bad He didn't drink that much. Um, He was still like a semi-functional alcoholic. Mm. So like he didn't, he, he didn't want to take what we had to say as cold, uh, like cold fact. He just kind of was just like, that's your perspective and that's your own kind of thing, which I guess is true in some parts, but um, in a lot of parts, it's hard to deny Um, somebody that's been going through something and suffering because of, you know, um a substance abuse problem.
1: Now when you read your letter, did you get real emotional?
0: I got pretty pit. well, I got emotional. Um I did. I, I got there was a lot of emotions going on. Like there was parts where I was like really it was more out of love and concern. hmm And um so that's there was the way parts, you read it. Yeah. What was but going like, on in your head. But I don't I want to say I was pissed because I felt like I, you know, not that I got uh, maybe that I got the short end of the stick a little bit out of, you know, the beginning of my like through my adolescence and my early adulthood. Um, But at the same token, on my own note, I have to say that I am a better person for everything that I've been through. So I'm not necessarily like ashamed or, you know, I'm not. Damaged. Damaged, yeah. yeah. I'm just, I, I am who I am. I, I love who I, I am. I'm a little damaged. And it, there's nothing wrong with lot. that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't, I feel like a fulfilled person where I'm at now that that did not define me.
1: Now, and, one thing that everybody, when they hear intervention, they think that that's, like, cruel, mean. Mm-hmm. I wish somebody had had an intervention with me. Mm-hmm. Because an intervention is basically saying, "We love you enough to let you know that we're gonna lock lock doors. We're gonna lock you out of our hearts, out of our houses,
2: mm-hmm.
1: out of our worlds." I wish I had had that. So, in in retrospective, you know, if my ex wife had a held an intervention,
2: mm-hmm.
1: now whether I would have gotten it or not, who's to say? But mm-hmm. you know, your dad was given a shot you know, with with all of his loved ones and family to say, Hey, this is it. Straighten up.
0: Yeah. And um like there was countless times when we tried to do our own like family interventions and this was the first time we did a professional one where we had somebody come in. And I think that's when the tables turned because we all learned um, one very important thing that it was a family intervention. It wasn't mm-hmm. just an intervention for him, like though he was spotlighted because he's the one with the quote unquote problem. That is true. It it's not just um, it's not just his problem. We all grew up with that, and we all learned the destructive patterns that go along with that. And until um, we actually focused in on like how it truly affected us and what we were doing. We didn't understand how to grow from that because we were all still stuck too as a Mm -hmm. family. We were all still nitpicking and having the same stupid arguments that were not progressive at all. And um, we we had to learn that, you know, no matter what direction that my father decided to go, that we all needed to get our individual treatment to kind of move forward and be successful people in our ordinary lives. And not
2: just successful, but happy
0: but happy happy Happy. and fulfilled and you know and that's a main thing that i think that a lot of people that that do i don't want to say suffer but like that it is suffering yeah but like if if they're going through something like that um and they have to deal with an alcoholic or drugs or whatever kind of you know it could be anything you know Mm -hmm. but um they they need to learn that You know, the the main thing that they need to worry about or not even worry about, but they need to really take into account is how they take care of themselves. And I think with dealing with having, you know, to deal with that, like I learned to focus so much on external love and external um, acceptations and validation. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like that hit my internal cues and that's where I was like, okay, well, you know, I got him some help, so I'm, I'm on the right path. In, in, but that's not necessarily where it went from, and that's what my therapist really taught me, was that no matter where my dad is, I have to be making strides, and that can't be my main focus, and that can't be, you know, what's pretty much dictating where my life is going. And that was a big stop for me, personally. And...
1: Yeah, you had mentioned um your what are your demons? Your I, personal demons.
0: I'm bipolar. Okay. So when I was when I mentioned that I, you know, fought with my dad um a lot, like it really it it triggered a lot in me and I would kinda control that. Um and I when I was younger I I suffered from an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another way that I tried to manipulate myself and you know, pretty much did the whole escapism and numbing from that. Um
1: You lost a lot of weight from what I've understood.
0: Yeah, and when I was older and when I did that, like it was it was definitely more of like a healthy I I really got into treatment really early. Yeah. So when you say early, how early? Seventeen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I um I learned the error of my ways really early, and. Um,
1: Not me. I started late. I was a late bloomer, but I was good when
3: I started.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I.
1: John was one of those early bloomers.
3: Very early. How yeah. early? Uh first drink that I liked seven, and then started okay. drinking professionally around twelve.
1: Professional.
2: So I have a question for you. You were in therapy.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you ever go to Al-Anon or anything mm-hmm. like that? I went to a bunch of them. I went to Al-Anon, al um children with adult or adult children with um alcoholics or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been a while. Um but yeah, I went through a lot of that and um what they taught me most um was how to Release yourself from the addiction with love.
1: When you first started going to like the Alateen, mm-hmm. uh, how long before you felt that was the place you needed to be, or did you feel like that right from the start? Or did you ever?
2: Or did you right? Did yeah, you ever? Um, or did
0: you I, ever? I well, that's actually something that's worth talking about because I connected with a lot of those people, um, and got their input and 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 got a lot of you know their support. But I had so much individual care that I always felt like I was a little more um, inclined just with the whole kind of white coat, I guess. Mm -hmm. I I was more of like, I understood. I had a lot of friends and um, professionals that I I worked with that were so clued into where I was coming from that when I went to... These meetings and stuff. Um, it was hearing other stories yeah. that I could connect with, um, but I, I usually just took them back to my own therapy, and and did more personal development work and um, more work with my own my own demons, my own struggles, and everything like that, rather than really forming to the community itself. So,
1: uh, my my parents, neither one of them really drank. Mm-hmm. And my dad. You know, he used to drink hard liquor, and one day he just stopped. I'm like, wow, what a concept! So I don't, I don't know how to really associate with people who've been around drinking, drug abuse, whatever it is. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, from basically from birth, mm-hmm. because uh, my parents, you know, yeah, they, they were almost flawless. The, the only problem they had was me, <laughs> <laughs> and I gave them a run for their money with that. But uh, and Lisa, your your father he was a gentleman drinker.
2: Yeah, my father <clears throat> my father was in the military for my whole life, and mm-hmm. he would come home every day five thirty when he was home and not overseas or whatever. He'd come home five five thirty. He'd have one cocktail, and my mother would serve dinner, and that would be the end of it. Mm-hmm. First time I saw my father inebriated uh, was when my sister got married, mm-hmm. and uh, that was. I thought he, we thought he was hysterical, uh, but it was a very special day in his life. But that was the first time that I ever saw my father drink. I remember my mom
1: got drunk. She got drunk. Uh, it was some kind of holiday party. Apparently, she shoved a uh, uh, olive toothpick into my dad's eye.
0: <laughs> oh jeez.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The next morning, it was a, it was a Sunday morning, I believe. Ralph comes in the bedroom and uh, Ralph's my older brother and Ralph comes in the bedroom and he says hey Gerald, dad's a pirate and I'm like what? Dad's a pirate what are you talking about so I get dressed and, and I go in and, and my dad's room, uh, bedroom, my parents' bedroom and my dad's got this big patch over his eye and my mom's like don't say anything and uh, and then she pulls us aside she says um I kind of stuck my, uh, I kind of stuck your dad in the eye with a cocktail weedy or some shit. <laughs> 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 but after that, yeah, I don't that ever, is... I don't re- ever remember her being drunk after that. Yeah. So, anyway, uh I really appreciate you asking because um, we were scared of that. I was at least. I'm like at some point I'm going to have to interview somebody and Lisa has done a great job of like helping me uh, get ready because I was really nervous mm-hmm. and I, I don't get nervous about a whole lot of things but I was nervous because I didn't want to screw this up I didn't want to take someone's uh, obvious uh, not ambition not the word I'm like, enthusiasm mm-hmm. for recovery and letting people know that they are not alone Mm-hmm. With their issues in this world, which is what we're about.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: If you've done the, you can, if you've done the dumbest, craziest shit, or been around people who've done the dumbest, craziest shit, because of whatever addiction they have, they're not special. <laughs> we've we've done it. I know people who've done everything but hide bodies. And maybe they have, and I just don't know about it. <laughs> it's it's refreshing to see a young lady who has got as much on the ball as far as where they've been and how comfortable they are with themselves mm-hmm. as I've seen in you. And, uh, and I'm so glad you were able to make it to the studio today.
2: Yeah, of course. I think it's <clears throat> one thing uh, that I think is interesting is That you, um, while you had to live with everything that, you know, your father went through, Mm -hmm. um, the courage that you had just to, to get through it and to know, to work with your father And and your mom and
0: your brother. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah, there's definitely a huge support. Um, I have four siblings that are amazing people. And okay. my father is an amazing person, too. Like, he really is. He's come a long way. And, you know, I, I don't mean to come on here and be like, oh, you know, poor you me and blah, blah, blah. And, and that's not it. It's just. It's are you people. the baby? I know. I'm number four oh, out okay. of five, you know. And um, it was actually really. It was really great, actually, to. Um, I'm just going to focus more on on how much I do love my father and um the struggle that he's been through because I don't want to discount the life that he's led either like mm-hmm. because like you know I I feel pain because of you know his issues or anything like that like I know that he's struggled a lot you know
2: was your father was he alcoholism
0: in his family um not really no okay. no i i think that he he got on the ball early and he had to deal with a lot of um he had to deal with just a lot of stuff i mean running a uh, being an entrepreneur and, and dealing with a bunch of bullshit i mean always just kind of drove him to you know need a control and i think the alcohol at first was one of those coping skills you know like a, like a tends to be for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and it's just it's one of those things where you know I can't sleep I'm gonna have a drink oh I can go to bed now you know and then it turned into something of a monster you know where it couldn't be controlled um but he he's led a very difficult life and um you know he he did lose his liver and he lost his kidney because of that um two years ago and um now it's actually great that he turned his life around he's been stone sober since for a year and a half does like he go to meetings he he does not he he gets he finds a lot of his support through his doctors and the, the surgeons that he worked with and um that the liver and kidney team that did his transplant he still sees them on a regular basis and um right now he finds a lot of support into starting a foundation for um living donors because a lot of um one if you need a transplant due to alcoholism or drug abuse, it's very hard to get that, and you have to go through treatment, and you have to go through all that stuff. Um,
1: and why is that?
0: Because of the relapse rate. Uh-huh. Because after um, it is shown that um, about a year after they get the transplant, they the, an alcoholic will return to drinking mm-hmm. and lose the other... And, and, lose that, that the and, they that and they don't want to waste that organ. They don't and it's totally understandable.
2: Yeah, because it can't be easy to find matches. I mm-hmm. mean, I know it's not. I know it's not. And then, yeah. then to give it to somebody—that's that high they, risk. It is a high, they Even are high risk. Even
1: did that. Yeah, he got a lever, liver, and a lever. He got a lever. He got a liver and went right back to drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And killed him.
2: So do you? Your other siblings, the other four of your mm-hmm. siblings, um, any of them have problems with alcohol?
0: Mm-mm. No. We all, I mean, we all, I think, saw what it did to the family, and we all kind of, we all straightened up. We're all really good kids. We're all, you know, um, very successful people. We love each other. We had probably the the best Christmas we've ever had um, this past year, um, which was great. Um, but it just goes to show, like, how a family unit can actually survive alcoholism. And I think that's why... I really wanted to come on is because, you know, there's a lot of people that are in dire situations where they're trying to find help for their, um, their loved one. And, you know, it, it's draining. It's a very draining experience. And, but I mean, there's light at the end of the tunnel and I, I think that it's great. I mean, um, when my dad was in the hospital, um, he was in, you know, financial trouble too. So like we had to sell the house. So like my brother and I like bucked up and, we renovated the house and we, we sold it last year and um, we got him out of debt and we got him on like a clean slate. He got a clean bill of health. He, I mean, he still has some issues, but I mean, as far as dying, he's, he's as far as dying right now. He's out of the woods. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but we, we all pulled together and it, it built our character. And I think everything that we kind of, what we were missing growing up because we didn't really have a strong father figure was um, almost losing him was that shot in the arm where we needed to buck up and become, you know, highly functioning adults for um, not only us and for our family and siblings and everything, but for our future and for our future spouses and kids and everything like that because it's true, you know, all of us really want to live, you know, extremely healthy lives and, You know, it's very difficult coming from, um, you know, a function that was so disruptive. And now that we can recognize and see, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, we can make the smart choices where we know where we're going to go and we know how to live healthy and successful and fulfilled. And I think that's that's the greatest gift that we've gotten from this experience, you know.
1: How did your mom handle all of the attention given to your dad as if you know he, you she know doesn't what about handle me it well huh
0: she doesn't uh, my mom um is another is another story <laughs> <I understand. laughs> but, um, but sometimes people
1: get resent yeah they, there they is have resentments she, this person is doing all the screwing up and they're getting all the attention
0: yeah no i she definitely voices it she um She, uh, there is a lot of resentment, um, not only for her relationship. I mean, she's still, I mean, she's still single. She didn't remarry. She didn't, doesn't, she doesn't date. She doesn't date. She doesn't do anything. Um, as far as, you know, with the opposite sex, just because I think she was so torn and hurt and everything from the first go around that, you know, it, it did really damage her. Um, and, but like from my perspective, you know, that's all in her control. And she can get the help she that's out there for her to get the support she needs um, because that hate and that rage and mm-hmm. that resentment, that's just going to eat at her. And um, that's on her. That's not on my dad anymore at that point, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just like it's for me, it's it's not my dad's fault of how I feel or how I react to things and. You know, it's ultimately in my control how I, you know, perceive a situation, how I deal with a situation, um, and, att- and really focusing on how my thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are all, you know, inter- um, correlated with each other. And, and
2: do yeah. your, your, all of your other siblings feel the same way that you do? Are they yeah. as good? Yeah.
0: They, I mean, um, I've taught them a lot. I've learned a lot from them. Um, my older two siblings, they never got, like, as much professional treatment is the bottom three um but my younger brother and i are extremely close um with going through like he is the same bipolar stuff And, and that's a lot of why you know we've gotten the treatment we've had but i mean on all levels like we've really um understood a lot more about you know how addiction works just because it's kind of like the same things they all like relate to each other they're all um there, it's pretty much addiction is addiction is addiction. You can yeah. fill in the blank with it. And um mental health issues are very, very, very similar to any sort of um any sort of addiction. Like I mean, I, I was telling Tanya on the way over here, um, that when I'm when I go on when I have my episodes, like I get my mind expands and my mind gets huge and it's like I'm on speed and um it's one of those things where I can get caught in that that grandeur and that delusion and run with it and make it grow, grow, grow. Um, And that's, that's the same as the drug, you know, and it's really kind of fighting back and learning, you know, how to manage myself and manage where I'm at mentally and, and really um, making the right decisions to, to, to be stable.
1: Do you have any pet organizations or, or uh, that you're involved with now?
0: Um, not really. I mean, I'm over at Alexian, um, for my treatment. Alexian Brothers over in Hawkins. So you're
1: still in, you're still in treatment yourself.
0: Yeah. And I will be for the rest of my life, I think. You think? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I love it. (laughs) It's like another career path for me. Um, I, I treat it like it's, uh, it's just, it helps me feel whole. And I think that I am one of those adventurers where I will take life for whatever it has to offer. And... um now you do I mean, painting or sculptures? Oh, or? yeah. I do a lot of painting. I do painting. Are and, you any good? I'm all right. I've had some good work. Awesome. <laughs> where
3: is, Where did that come from? Uh, I don't know. We have ghosts in
0: the studio?
2: <laughs> I think we do.
1: I, I bet she's cute.
2: I bet she is. So...
0: Um, but, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of therapeutic ways to kind of get my energy out. And it really helps to keep me kind of in line. And, you know, I, I take my – wherever I'm at on the scale, I mean, I'm always trying just to make it part of my story.
1: So what do you paint? Nudes?
0: I have, actually. You, you paint nudes? I have. I'll, I'll give you – I have a, a set of four. Oh, oh. Well. <laughs>
1: well, let me know if you need, you know, a model. <laughs> I'll suck in this belly,
0: though,
1: because that, that that's, not look good. That's, that's not gonna look good.
0: Look at me, I'm a big fat slob. I've got bigger titties than you do. I've got more chins than a Chinese phone book.
2: She might like middle-aged men. Oh, who does that? Nobody likes that. I don't know.
1: There's, there's no such thing as Rubenesque guys.
2: <laughs> yes, Re- there is. Oh no.
1: Uh. Uh-uh.
2: The way your phone rings, there must be.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't turn it off. I'm surprised it didn't go off. That's because Prec- everybody Prec- important Prec- in my world check this is like. here.
2: Checked
1: his likes. I checked. Okay. This is what I check. I check my likes and my levels. All right? Deal with it. Okay? Ooh. <laughs> I, I think we need to start
3: reinforcing uh, that no mentioning levels.
2: Yes. There's a ban on no levels.
1: No, all right. I, you know what? When it comes to being on air, I am only as good as my levels. Okay. All
2: right. He thinks that. All right. Well,
1: I, I like how. I, wait, hey, where are you going? Where are you going with this? I like how you, when I brought up the modeling for a nude, you like, not a chance.
2: I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. I did not. Your
1: brain said it.
2: <laughs> now he's <laughs> like, I've heard
0: it. I know you too well. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, well Lacey, do you, do you sell
0: your art? I do. I have an Etsy store. You have a what? An Etsy store? Oh, okay. How yeah. do we find that? Um, Assume everyone on the internet is internet. completely incompetent. Because
2: <laughs> um, they are. They can't find our show. Etsy Etsy.com? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Etsy.com. Yeah. Etsy. Okay. He snuffs
2: we... Pinterest and all that other kind of stuff that's yeah, touchy-feely. But just
1: yeah. wants to take over my phone. That's bullshit. All right. They want to take over my phone. They can take over the payments. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. We go to Etsy and then we look for what?
2: Um, Well, what is your... Come on, how do shameless you sell emotion. <laughs> Let's go. How do you sell your stuff? Under what name?
0: Laced Ouvres. Lacy what? Laced Ouvres. It's French. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correct, actually. We'll spell it. <laughs> um.
3: How about this? We, uh, we'll do an update for the website... Uh, on Monday, and give a link on the main okay, page. Okay,
0: that sounds good. That,
3: that'll be a lot easier than spelling it. It'll take a lot of time, confuse yes. a bunch of people.
0: Because
1: John, John is brilliant. Okay, mm-hmm. can't spell worse shit.
0: Go fuck I know, yourself. Spell check not, generation, man. Oh, not, I, that's right. I blame spell check. Oh. I blame spell check
2: as well.
3: I blame the schools.
2: Well, I blame the schools first, and then second, I blame the spell check. Because mm-hmm. kids think, "What? What do you mean? You're not gonna spell check this for me?
0: No." uh-uh.
1: Lacey, thank you for coming in.
2: Thank you very
0: much thank for coming for being in. I, I hope it was somewhat entertaining. It I was know, amazing. It's... It was
2: an you have an amazing story and uh, you mo- tell more? it yeah, 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 in there a you phenomenal go. way. I mean you're very articulate, you're it's it's obvious you're very intelligent, you're very passionate about what you shared with us and, and really easy on the eyes. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Okay. It's not all, right. all
2: about the physical Buddha.
1: All right. it, well, it is kind of about the Buddha. <laughs> oh, did you say Buddha or booty? Buddha. Oh, no, it's not about the
2: Buddha. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now we just got to get her on a bike. Yes. <laughs> where, where is that
2: coming from? Oh, my God. Well, maybe it's being piped in.
3: Well, you know, maybe we're just all high.
2: Maybe. <laughs> Are, you in huh? Are you interested in riding?
0: Are <laughs> you um, interested in riding? Yeah. Actually. A bicycle um bicycle bicycle i want to ride my bicycle
1: oh, i'm gonna have fun editing that shit no out. you're
2: not no you are not It's so gone it is so not gone
1: no what
3: we should do is uh keep that as a sound effect that's right
0: <laughs> one of those things you're gonna plug you in you know what um you when like i was it. in sixth grade i we B ninety six did this thing called the psycho showers. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but my sister did it to me, where she dumped water on me when I was taking a shower, like freezing ass cold water, and I screamed so loud for about thirty seconds, and I was the vo- I was the not like the clip. ice bucket challenge? Yeah, no. Well, it's it long was similar. before that. It was long, it was long before, before YouTube. Yeah, yeah, before the so. ice bucket challenge. But yeah, for on B96, I was the voice of the psycho showers for oh, wow. many years. It was like a Halloween show. Oh, okay. Tradition. So
1: you're used to being exploited.
0: Oh, yes. Nice. Of course. Nice. Very nice. good. But with
3: no. a family that big, I'd imagine you'd get used to being exploited very quickly. Right, oh, back. yeah. Absolutely. Back to, back
0: to the motorcycle. I would be up for riding. I would want to check it out, and I would, I've never been on a bike before, actually. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, take a class. <laughs> take the class. You take the class and that you decide it's for you. We've got enough women that'll make sure you uh you're good.
2: Okay. All right.
1: uh John, anything uh for Lacey? I yeah. got nothing. Yeah.
2: That's
1: his tagline. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's his tagline. We're we're good with that. Oh, uh, thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Thank is, thank my you. pleasure and thank you for having me. Thank you for it making was our this pleasure.
2: Easy. Yes. He oh, was God. so nervous. Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> I was cleaning. I was cleaning the studio till four in the morning because I had nervous energy and I couldn't sleep. Ah. Well, but it kind of paid off. Yes, it did. Yeah, I'm kind of proud of myself. I'm is
3: actually you? very impressed. See, which is saying something coming from, <laughs> from you.
2: All right. Well, thank you again, Lacey. It was amazing story. Amazing oh, thank story. Thank you. And you're uh, a great speaker. Oh, you are You yeah. really are it's Not bad No I think she is It was very easy I was to a little to nervous too To be shit. honest You can't tell You it, couldn't tell It didn't come up It did not <laughs> <laughs> who, who is Where well, is that coming from Must be one of your neighbors well, We
3: just keep hearing, hearing voices in the studio Yeah it's
1: like There's a purple gnome In the studio <laughs> Purple gnome Where's that coming from I don't know What, what, what else was I supposed to say Nothing. There you go. All See, right. uh huh. Um, John. Yes. Uh, I was going to say something and I forgot what it was. It sucks it's, to be you. Yeah. It does kind of suck because now I'm out there on a limb and you guys don't care.
3: It's not a damn bad.
1: <laughs> what is this? Our is this our? fifth episode or six six isn't
3: it? I, it depends if you want to count that one episode that we did the two episode piece oh. the pajama show
2: the pajama oh god it wasn't a pajama show
3: but it wasn't the we're not getting into it was, it. was no we're uh. not but we released two episodes for one. Oh, oh did that count as one or yes. yeah it depends on how you want to count it
1: i, I counted them as separate shows
3: Okay, I thought you, then, you know what? To... I, I think yeah. we're on like six or seven now. you two are no help.
1: Okay, you should be used.
3: I, you to You would that be nothing
2: without us.
1: I am nothing. I'm nothing with you. What?
2: Oh, did, ah, you hear, did you hear that? Noise?
1: I said it right in your face. In your face.
2: Okay. All right. Bye bye. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Bye bye. Where
1: are you going? I have fun hosting the website yourself.
3: That's
1: right. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I to do remember the show that. I'll remember that when when I'm all you know rich and famous. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I,
2: About I, that. I, I, yeah.
1: I, I just don't see that happening. You don't. We
3: might be able to break even one day. I don't see it rich and famous ever coming. Ah.
1: Oh. He's got another
0: <laughs> Dream, dream,
1: dream, dream. John, as announcer, would you remind? You remind everyone in the studio that there is a no singing well i, I was
3: gonna let lacy off because she's the guest lisa however there is a ban on uh singing from lisa oh, the knows better this
0: rule
2: at all L- lisa knows I, don't either. I didn't i never voted on that
3: yes you did did not you lost you lost oh okay let's do it now all in favor of a no singing ban for the hosts of the Ain't Saints Radio podcast. Say uh, aye. aye, aye, aye. Those opposed say aye. nay,
0: nay.
1: Two against See? one. We
0: the have Tanya. Have it. We nay. have three. We have three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the gnome. Tanya hasn't signed a waiver. We
3: also have six boobs here.
2: Uh, That's right. Out six. <laughs> uh, we're
1: not counting mine, right, <laughs> no. <laughs> we're, not <laughs>
2: right? we're not counting yours. I know. Let me feel them, Let's my man. Out. Boobs.
1: There will be no. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. You, you walk away <laughs> My mad boobs alone Where are we on time? I don't know You turned the monitor away from me so. uh, Yeah, 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 52 that? Well, I, I'm going to do some editing cause, cause, No, you're not Oh, hell yeah I'll, I don't release anything without going over it
3: What happened in non-disclosure? Non-dis- no...
1: full, full disclosure? Yeah, full disclosure. What, what disclosure. happened to... I'm sorry what, what did you say, Mr. Announcer, man? What happened to full disclosure? Yes Full disclosure doesn't mean, uh, uh embarrassing.
2: Embarrassing is part of the fun. That's right. Does it? Especially when it's you.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm 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 done with this. You, you think I care? <laughs> I, I say the most ridiculous shit. <laughs> I did get some feedback. Oh? That you had an excellent show last week. Ah, I see. You I, did? I, I
3: was a little bit more thoughtful. I broke character and, uh played the action right, nah,
1: I don't give a shit. Yeah um, <laughs> nobody does. At least I didn't get any feedback on you. None so I guess You're you're not important enough. You're and, not doing no. your job as the talent. And nobody's called you a C word yet. Nope. I, I have looked. I ha no one has has done the feedback yet.
3: I I haven't gotten any comments from the webpage either, so nobody wants to see a topic apparently.
2: <laughs> no but they were happy when we finally did have a topic.
3: Well, uh, says you. Well, hey. we don't know. Nobody's done anything mm-hmm. about it. Okay. Well, we'll work on it. All right. That's right. We'll just keep feeding
1: this thing. Okay. Okay. Feeding it more and more money, and we'll, let's see how much it can eat. All uh, right, you you suck. Um, uh, yeah, I know. I said like it like it's a bad thing. Uh, well, we'll keep growing this thing, and yes. our dedication to it will it'll pay off one day. It will. Yeah. We we still enjoy it, so it's
2: That's still right. common. And,
1: and we'll get more guests in here at gunpoint.
2: Exactly, mm-hmm. especially if they're as good as Lacey. <laughs> well, yeah. at
3: gunpoint, uh, I, I think they better. Otherwise, there
1: might be a bloody
3: mess. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: Wait a minute, not in the studio. Not okay, not we'll true. take them out back. It took it took too long just to clean my own shit. Okay, <laughs> you shit in your apartment, uh, don't on you? On the floor? Not on the. I'm not. There's no way I'm going there. Good night, Dick. My mom might be listening. Are you taking off your headphones? I'm taking off. Are you off done? My head- I am done. Are you done? Okay. Put a
2: fork in it. All right, I'm turning it off now. You don't have <laughs> the power to turn off my mic. I- no, he he turned We're off not the recording, recording anymore. <clears throat> okay, excellent. My that was a hot. great
1: show, Lisa. Huh?
2: That
1: was a great show. It was a great you show. You had nothing to do with it. I know it. <laughs>
2: I know it. It was nice not to have to carry your sorry asses. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow.
0: seriously, once Lacey gets rolling.
2: No, it's amazing. Did I
0: do all right? Cause you Cause did I wonderful. I didn't no. like or wasn't repetitive or no, anything like no, that. No, absolutely. You were amazing. Did I You were amazing. We're still going. Nope. I thought it was great. I learned no. some new things about you,
1: too. <laughs> Who'd you learn new things about? Lacey. Lacey, yeah. We've, we've done a lot of chatting and, you know, some of those stories I had never heard before either. It was
0: definitely Taurus, you know, interesting. Lacey. Makes, you know, up makes up a lacy makes up a lacy the lacy thinker you know you're yeah. such a deep person in general like
1: yeah she'll be on Steve Harvey next week she'll be on Steve Harvey and then she'll be talking to uh, who's that with uh, Michael Kelly. Kelly yeah they mm-hmm. look like an odd couple they make us look normal <laughs> you know we're still recording Come over and say something. Something? Yeah, honestly, I
0: wasn't thinking about that when I was talking just now. I thought you turned it
3: off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't trust Gerald. <laughs> what? We we always do that so that we can get Lisa to say some more stupid shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, um, with
0: the possibility of editing considered, now I'll put
1: wow.
0: that fly that's
1: fine. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that's coming off of there, right?